Hey, this is the YEGMS podcast, Really Long Run to End MS edition. And I also talked to Chris T of Blitz Conditioning. Stick around. of a special episode, I guess, of the YEGMS podcast. Um, I uh, picked a date for the 2016 uh, really long run to NMS. I wrote a blog post on onmultiplesclerosis.com and posted it earlier today. Um, And I'm really looking forward to next year's run. So this podcast focuses on the really long run to NMS and uh, it's an event that uh, it, it, it really is, is, has changed my life. So um, I find it difficult to talk about it because I, I kind of feel like a bit of a, uh, you know, um, I don't always have the easiest time talking about myself. So, um, which is why the focus of these podcasts is generally on the people that I interview. Uh, this kind of forces me to talk about myself more than I'd like, but, um, you know, I, you know, I, it it was my event, so I guess, uh, I guess it's, uh, mine to talk about. Um, that day in May was, uh, unreal. Um, I never, uh, I never imagined that it was going to be an annual event. I never imagined it was going to be the event that it turned out to be, um, and the people that I met as a result of it um, are phenomenal. It's, uh, um, I mean, I really can't say more or more about it other than I'm humbled and and and, um, and it really really changed the way that I look at life. Um, it's. Uh, um, it was really empowering for me, and I've uh, been in contact with other uh, MS warriors uh, that have, have, have let me know that it was an empowering uh, event for them as well, and I, I'm glad to do it again. I, uh, I, uh, I've started training. Uh, I started training this past week, um, and, you know, I, I've taken the summer off. I mean, I won't, I mean, I've run here and there. I did the Canmore Half Marathon, but, uh, I mean, I really haven't been focusing on training. So, I mean, the training is just starting over, but I'm definitely starting it a bit from a better place than where I, I started for the, for the original. And I'm feeling good. And, um, interestingly enough, uh, I got word about a month ago, um, that I got nominated for an award because of the, uh, because of the really long run from last year. And I was nominated by, for an award by the, some people at the MS Society to the, uh, what, what are they called? The National Association of Fundraising Professionals uh, for raising the money, you know, raising it almost $24,000 for uh, the MS Society. And uh, the, I mean, I was allowed to take one guest 
And, you know, when, when I came home and let my wife know, um, my wife looked at me and said, you should take your mom. And for those of you who are not familiar with the run, uh, I mean, to be honest with everyone out there, when I decided to do this, um, it, it became evident um, that it was, it was going to be too much for me to handle on my own uh, with the organizing and that. And especially once we started getting uh, requests for other people that wanted to run and I was starting to do interviews and, you know, really, uh, especially, you know, come January, the focus really has to be for me on the training to, to, to be able to run two marathons back to back in, in one day um, is no small task for anyone. MS or not, and when my wife said you should take your mom, I wholeheartedly agreed, because really, uh, without my mother's support, and without her uh, coming to me, she came to me on her own, and she said, Sean, do you need help with this? I mean, this seems like a lot to take on, and I said, you know, mom, it's getting overwhelming. Um with the request and trying to keep things straight and other people want to run and, and and really I mean again I mean none of us had any idea what we were doing putting this thing on um, and she just it would have never the run would have never happened if it wasn't for my mother so she so when my wife said you should take your mom uh, that was very gracious of my wife because, you know, in reality, the run would have never happened with her either because we have two very small children. And there's a lot of times where she'd have to, you know, I'm gone for six or seven hours on a training run. And she's the one at home looking after things and making sure the kids are all right. Uh, so for her to uh, suggest it was, uh, it was really meaningful to me. And uh, I completely agreed with her because really, like, my mom was the wind at my back when I was running that day. I mean, she, um, like I said, I can't, I, I can't say enough. And, 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 uh, the stuff that she learned, I mean, just insurance and contacting local RCMP and, uh, finding, uh, you know, getting, uh, a, uh, ambulance to follow me around and, all day and, and, and organizing the, the support runners and getting the shirts made and uh, I just can't say enough about what she what she did and, and, and what she brought uh, to the event and uh, I mean we all know our moms right I mean they're you know they're there through thick and thin and um, so for her to go to this awards dinner with me is, is very meaningful and kind of funnily I think it's meaningful in another way um, I mean, we were joking just recently, you know, I mean, I've never been the type to win an award. So when I found that I'm getting, and I'm not the only person getting an award that day, I don't have to give a speech or anything. I, I just show up, uh, and, and get, get treated to a free lunch with a, several other people that were, were nominated. Um, and so, I mean, I don't want to make it sound like it's all about me, this, this award thing. It just I mean, there's several people, there's a lot of people get, that are that are getting awards for, for, for their fundraising efforts for, for different endeavors. But, no, I'm certainly never not a person that would that's ever been nominated for any sort of award before. Uh, so this is, this is a new experience uh, for me uh, to be recognized like this. 
And it's kind of funny uh, because, you know, I was joking <laughs> with my mom when I was in high school. Um, I, I was, I was, the, I, 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 I always passed the grades. Uh, you know, I never, never failed a grade. I was never held back. Um, but by the time I got to high school, I had about as much interest in going as, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a house cat would be in jumping in the middle of a pack of wolves. Um, school just really didn't hold any sort of attraction for me. So as a result, I, uh, I didn't go very much. And, um, you know, I've said it to other people. I think I probably did a grand total of maybe uh, two hours of homework between grade 11 and 12 total and I don't know how I passed but the funny thing is in high school I did get one award and the award was I made the honor roll one semester and why that was funny I was in homeroom it was Mr. Joyce's homeroom at the Cantaloupe Senior Secondary this would have been in 1993-94 I'm not sure what part of the year we were at when it happened um, and so we're all sitting in a homeroom and Mr. Joyce was my, also my homeroom teacher, but he was also my English teacher. And it was the morning where they were handing out all the honor roll certificates. So of course, being that my last name starts with a W, so if I was going to get called, I was going to be at the end anyway. And so they call all the obvious people. You always knew the smart kids. They were going to be on the honor roll and, and who they were. And then... Uh, Mr. Joyce comes to the last certificate and he looks at it and he kind of pauses and he looks at me and of course I had no idea what was going on and he looks at me kind of like with a weird look and then he looks down again and he read my name but he kind of read it with that little where his tone kind of went up at the end like Sean Wingray and I uh, <laughs> I was just stunned as everybody else like literally all the other kids in the room were kind of like how the hell did that happen and I was thinking uh so I come home that night, and I, sure enough, there were, I still have it. I, I think I have it framed somewhere. I have a, an honor roll uh, certificate, an honor roll uh, certificate for, for, from Kamloops Senior Secondary for one semester, and I brought it home the night, that, one, that night. And my parents and we all sat down for dinner, and I said, guess what? I made the honor roll. And my, both my parents were like, yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, you know, just whatever. There's no way you made the honor roll. So, so I pulled out the, the certificate, and then they're, they're looking at it because they're like, "Okay, how did he counterfeit this thing? Like, this can't be for real." And the reason, and another reason why they thought this can't be for real, because about two weeks previous to that, my parents got sent uh, a Manila envelope in the mail of all my absentees, and this of course is early night, so it came off those old dot matrix printers, and if People aren't, you know, if you're young enough, you're not familiar with them. Uh, the way the printer, printer was fed through, there's perforated strips on the side of the paper and they had little holes in it. And there was these teeth on the side of the drum inside the printer that would pull it through. Anyway, there was a stack of about, I don't know, 10 or 12 sheets of my absentees that they printed out. And I had just gotten in heck for it. Um, like, why were you going to school? What was going on? Da, 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 da. And then, of course, two weeks later, I come home with an honor roll certificate. And... I think that's, I'd have to ask him, but I think that's what my dad looked at me and he said, hey, if you're going to come home with an honor roll certificate every semester, you don't have to go to school. I don't care. But if they stop coming, you better be at school. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, 
I've just never been the type to uh, be nominated for an award or uh, get awards or that kind of stuff. So I was a little blown away by that. So, uh, yeah, so I would say, you know, considering this is our first crack at it and, um, you know, we raised almost $24,000, uh, raised a lot of awareness. I met a lot of other MSers, which is the biggest, was for me the biggest, uh, that was the most amazing part. It was unexpected. I, 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 you know, on the interview you're going to hear in a few minutes, I, I talk about it. I mean, I, this, it, it went well beyond anything I would have, uh, whether what would have dreamed of or conceived of, or uh, I couldn't have imagined that it would have become what it was, I guess. So anyway, so long story short, the, the really long run for 2016 is going to go, uh, May the 14th. It's a Saturday. Uh, there was some confusion on Twitter last week. Because I put May the 14th and my mom said, no, 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 the Saturday's the 16th. And uh, I didn't bother checking the calendar again when she told me that. Because if, if we were looking at a, a scoreboard for the amount of times I've been writing and my, and my, versus my mom, uh, I mean, she's probably, you know, it's probably 2,500 to 3. And that's including this one. So uh, I didn't have any reason to doubt her. But when I was writing the blog post today, I noticed that, no, I was right. It's the 14th. It's the Saturday. And as I'm saying this, I'm probably going to check it again and realize I have it backwards again. But no, it's the Saturday, May 14th, uh, 2016. Uh, the run will, st I will start running at five in the morning. Uh, that puts me in cameras, uh, sometime around five or six at night. Uh, if any, if last year's any, uh, indication, uh, I plan on, being lighter this 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 time around than I was last year, it. Uh, I mean, I lost, I dropped thirty pounds to run it last year. Um, you know, but when you're starting at two forty five, I mean, uh, you know, thirty pounds still puts you over two hundred. So my goal this year, um, I'm gonna start. I'm I'm about two twenty five now. I gained about ten pounds since that since I ran the run. So I'm about two twenty five now, and my plan is to be under two hundred. Um, and amazingly enough, and I and I and I mean this, I, I it, it humbles me, but uh, you know, first things first, there are uh, some other MSers that have. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say their names yet because I you know they've said they're planning on it, but they haven't committed, they haven't confirmed yet, and 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 out of respect for them, I don't want to say hey, they've said they're gonna run, uh, but there could be up to four. MS warriors other than myself running in this thing next year. Now they won't run the whole way. I mean, I don't know if they're going to do 5k, 10k, 20k or, or whatever. Um, but they, they've said that they're going to, they're going to give it a go. Uh, which to me is phenomenal. I mean, I, and if there's any MSers out there that are, they're listening and, and they want to be part of it and they want to run, um, you know, you can run, whatever you're comfortable with. And even if a 5K run seems like too much for you, but you think you can do 500 meters, run the last 500 meters until the finish line. I'm serious. Just, I mean, if you want to be a part of it, uh, be a part of it. It's not, you know, we're not trying to set a world record. We're not trying to set um, the world on fire with our times. It's, it's not about that. It's about being part of a community, raising awareness, feeling good about who you are, feeling good about yourself, and realizing you can you can do more and so that's the MSers but another amazing side people that have joined the cause I guess um, 
is uh, Jen Ferris and Chris T and, and who they are. Um, Jen, you may know, may or may not know, she's a big part of the November Project here in uh, Edmonton. And if you're not familiar with the November Project, look up November Project Edmonton uh, in your favorite search engine and it'll pop up. And it's a, uh, it's a group that gets together in the River Valley three times a week and exercises together and it's completely free. And um, so she's a, she's a big driver for that. And Chris T is the, one, of the, one of the owners of Blitz Conditioning here in Edmonton. And you can find him at blitzconditioning.com. Um, and how I met them, I actually met them as a result of the run last year. I met, uh, Chris and I have a, a mutual friend and he heard about the run and he'll talk, he's actually, who's the, he's the guy that's being interviewed here in a few minutes. So I'll let, you know, you all, you can wait to hear how he came, came to it. But anyway, uh, he ran the second half marathon with me last year, along with Jen, cause him and Jen are really good friends. And I hadn't met Jen. I, I did not meet Jen in person. I only had, uh, had a few Twitter interactions and a few text messages uh, between her and I. She got hold, a hold of me the Thursday night before the run last year and asked if she could run. She just said, hey, I'm, I'm a good buddy of Chris's. I know he's running. Do you mind if I come along? So uh, absolutely. So she came out to run. So when I actually met Jen in person, uh, I ran from Nisku to... Uh, just just after you get to the top of the Gwyn Hill, uh, whatever that town, I don't know if that's Gwyn or not, but anyway, that's where I met her, on the side of the road. So we started running together, and that's we were literally introducing ourselves to each other as we're running on the highway. And they both want to run the whole distance with me this year. And uh, they both rode the MS Bike Tour last year. Uh, they're both great community people. It's amazing to... It'll be amazing to have that kind of support, and 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 Chris is volunteer. And Chris is a you know professional, a fitness professional. And he's he's volunteered to help train me to get ready for this thing this year, and and it's just phenomenal. So, um, yeah, I, I can't say enough about the support. I've already reached out to a lot of the support runners from last year, and most of them have already said, "Hey, we're we're in. We'll do it again." Um, and I can't stress this enough to people that are that are listening to this. If you want to be involved in any way, if you want to, I mean, even if you, even if you can't run, and you just want to volunteer, you just want to, you know, be there or or, or whatever. We do need volunteers. Uh, runners are welcome. Um, and the one thing I'm going to mention before I uh, switch over to the, the interview with Chris is the fundraising is going to be a little bit different this year. Uh, the Amish Society has stepped up in what they've. Uh, said is is they will uh set it up just like the ms bike so just like the johnson ms bike they're going to set it up the same and what they're going to do is each support runner will get their own sponsorship page so they can generate uh donations that way uh which is awesome i mean that's uh really really awesome so uh i'm really looking forward to the next uh what are we about eight or nine months away um you know with the training and getting this thing together and, and, and growing this event. I think that uh, um, I really, really hope that more people from the MS community come out and run or, or volunteer or, or whatever, because it's not, uh, I want this event to be inclusive and I, and I don't want it to be about me. I, you know, I would like it to be about raising money, raising awareness and, and 
and, and just building something that's positive. So, um, yeah. So anyway, so the interview this week is with, uh, with, is with Chris T of Blitz Conditioning. And, uh, we had a great, well, he actually took me on a, we went on a training one yesterday and I interviewed him after the run. Um, and yeah, he's a great guy. Uh, really interesting perspectives on fitness and community and business and so have a listen so i'm sitting with chris t at blitz Blitz conditioning in edmonton and chris has been crazy enough to volunteer to run the really long run with me uh next year um and Chris has got some pretty a pretty interesting story. So, Chris, why don't you mention uh, how you went from being a scientist to getting into personal training? Yeah. Um, so, I started off kind of with this oh, start off with this uh, dual degree in immunology, infection, and kinesiology. Um, but really, the the primary passion for me was to utilize fitness as sort of like a stress reliever when I was in school, um, and then wanted to learn a little bit more and educate myself a little bit more on uh, about training um, and sort of like movement and, and everything. Um, so that was kind of the kinesiology side of the degree. Um, worked in research and personal training for about six years total. Uh, and then finally, at about 26, decided I had to do something else with my life. And then uh, vacated all my financing and uh, basically went straight into business ownership at 26 uh, and opened up Blitz Conditioning here. So yeah, and then ever since for the past five, five and a half years or so, we've been running Blitz and it's been a great community and it's definitely growing. So Okay, so... The reason, all the reason I want to talk to you, um, we've been talking all day. Chris actually just just went struggled and went through a run, run with me because I was really slow. <clears throat> I just recently started training again for the really long run for 2016, and this was day three of training this week. So uh, I could say it, I could lie and tell you that I did really well today, and I, I didn't. <laughs> so, uh, but he was gracious enough to uh, you know wait for me. Um, but really, what I wanted to you know ask you is about your well, a couple of things. Um, first off, you you did the bike tour, the MS bike tour. Um, how many years have you done it now? First year. First year. Yep. And how you how you and I met was as a result of the really long run. So why don't you tell the listeners how that came to be? Because I'll be honest with you, I'm sitting here and I I, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. So why don't you tell the story? Yeah, for sure. Um, so Caitlin one of our, our kind of like mutual connections. Um, we I've been training with Caitlin in group classes and stuff for I don't even remember probably about like six or eight months or so. Um, and then she actually came in for personal training as well. Um, was it with me? Um, but she sent me a message and just said like, Hey, this isn't a really interesting that's happening. A good buddy of mine, Sean, um, is planning on running this crazy number um 86 kilometers or something like that and on top of that he's got ms so just like check it out um and then i read the story and just kind of touched my heart um knew that a whole bunch of our community members have um someone that either suffers from ms or have ms as well um and then i started doing more research into it and just realized how many people are actually affected by ms um and then just thought that it was such a great cause to sort of uh, align ourselves with. So um, I, definitely the, the 86K and also the MS tour were, were sort of like my initial forays into like supporting a, a MS at that point. Uh, yeah, so for the listeners out there, just to understand, so the way that the really long run worked last year is that I started off in Leduc and I ran from Leduc to, what was that little town? <laughs> I can't remember the yeah. town. Gwyn. It was right. the right by the Gwyn Hill, right. And so the, the first the first section was basically a half marathon from where I started in, well, really Nisku, uh to Gwyn. 
And that's when I picked up Chris and Jen Ferrance. Um And Chris and Jen ran from Gwyn to that church on the other side of that highway that goes to Camrose. I don't yeah. So they ran the second half marathon with me, and then they picked it up later in the in the day. Uh, I, and at that part, I'm pretty foggy. <laughs> I was out of it by that time. Uh, I know you guys were there at the end. I don't remember where you guys started again. I don't know if you guys ran another half that day or yeah. here. Why don't you just kind of... Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Um, so basically how it happened was we ran that first or the second 20K leg with you, uh, took the rest of the afternoon off, and then we thought it'd be a really good idea to sort of like end up the run, probably the last 5K with you. Um, so when we had kind of talked to your mother about it, um, she was kind of updating us on a regular basis, and we just decided to head out um, in the direction of Camrose, and then wherever we'd end up, we'd end up. Um, kind of looked at each other, and I think it was at that point in time we were heard you were struggling a little bit. Yeah. Um, so we looked at each other, and we're like, this might be the first time we run like a full marathon together. <laughs> um, so we headed out from Camrose, and then basically started you know, down the highway. Um, I think luckily enough, you were about 5k out at that point in time where the entire team was at about 5k out so we just came back for loop and that ended up being about like 30k total um to the end right so i mean i all told chris probably spent what six eight hours out somewhere like that uh last year and like i said i don't rem- like for me when i dropped you guys off at that church it was about an hour after where the, where the wheels started coming off <laughs> <laughs> and where I really started getting really, really dehydrated in that. So that last, the funniest thing is that first half, that first marathon, I, I did great. I mean, you know, I, I think I did it in just like four and a half hours, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, and then, but you know, the first, the first forty was pretty easy. The last forty was uh, took the rest of the day, um, and I just kind of had to gut it out. But one of the interesting things that I found about that that day, and I just want to get you to on your thoughts on it. Um, Cause it, we actually, and it was a theme when we were running today was, is, is that it kind of felt like as the day went on, a community kind of started to just grow beside the side of a, you know, a rural highway. Like there's this community of people kind of pushing towards a common goal. Um, and I noticed looking at the, the blitz conditioning, blitz conditioning website this morning uh, that you had community on your, your website and then your involvement with the November project and, and Jen and, and what she does and that. So if you could just kind of talk about community and what you found that day and just any, any thoughts around that and why that's important in your business and, and, and just in general. I think for us, community is how we first start businesses, right? Um, we create something that uh, hopefully attracts someone to purchase whatever we're looking for or whatever services out there. Um, but for us, it actually started more from the side of, you know, we're generating something in order to, create uh, people to back a, a cause, right? Um, and whether or not that's something personal like health um, or fitness or whether or not that's something bigger like, you know, MS or cancer or, or another illness. Um, to us, that's actually how we prove um, what our business is really worth at the end of the day. Not necessarily in the ledgers, but it's more in the number of, of organizations that we can help out in, in sort of within the span of the year or within the span of, you know, the life cycle of Blitz, however long that lasts, right? Um, and I, I think the interesting part about um, being able to mount ourselves behind a cause or behind a, a run like that is that you're intersecting so many different communities that come together um, and non-descriptive what they're thinking about doing um, or any of the causes that are behind there, it all boils down to one thing, which is supporting that one unified vision or that one unified cause, right? So to me, anything that's community related is far more attractive um, because of like how we've been brought up and how we've been supported in the past five years, right? So, And one question, 
I want to ask you, um, because I only have my perspective of that day and which is pretty clear for about four and a half, five hours. And then it's, it's spotty the rest of the way. Um, so what was it like for you? Yeah. Um, I think initially it was, it was a little bit of apprehension because two things. I mean, I think I met you for about an hour and a half before that. Um, so just getting to know someone that I was, I was planning on running with for, I don't even know how long it was like, you know, somewhere close to two hours. Um, and then knowing what the cause was, was sort of this like, or knowing, you know, the, the whole perception of, of the illness and, and how, how that could have potentially like modified the way we ran was, you know, I, I didn't know exactly what was going on and I'm pretty sure you didn't either. Um, so that was something that like definitely for your first, like maybe 20 minute run or so, um, was, um, was something to get used to. And then after that, it was, it was just perfectly fine. It was almost just like running alongside a friend. Um, and we had Jen there too. So, and she talked quite a bit too. <laughs> um, so I mean, it was great just sort of getting to know people over kilometers. And that's, that's how I got into running as well. It's just, you know, getting to know people and just chatting with people over, over running. Um, and then, you know, when we left, we had sort of agreed with each other that, you know, I was just going to go straight back home. Um, and then Jen was going to go back to her place. We we're going to rest for a bit. Um, and I, I think it truly kind of dawned on us the, the importance of what was going on in, in kind of as we were going throughout the day and getting updates and stuff about how you were doing and how you were sort of like hopping back on and off, um, you know, from like visiting the ambulance bit or just taking a little bit of a rest and stuff. And it almost felt like we had to be there right away as soon as possible. Right. So that's, that's why we jumped right away and then basically went into the vehicle. No, without even asking sort of where you were at that point, we just kind of hopped back in and said like, you know, we're going to meet you wherever, wherever you are um, and sort of see where that ends up. Right. Um, And then probably that last 5k was definitely something that was like very like emotionally compelling because you're just seeing so many people supporting you um, and then wanting to help you finish and wanting to help, you know, just get you to the finish line and stuff. Right. So, um, you know, the, the meaningful side of it was that there was so many people that just knew you, right. And knew who you were. And then of course, some people that, you know, didn't know you at all, um, you know, kind of like us. Right. But just having that intermix of, of people um, definitely for me, just like, just really solidified the reason why we were there. Right. Yeah. I know for me, like the, uh, like I've told you, and I've told this story several times, um, what happened that day was so far away from what I initially envisioned. And, and, and I've probably said it before on the podcast. I'm actually, I'm a hundred percent sure I've said, it, um, is I actually thought that that run was just going to be my dad following me on a mountain bike. And then we would just go and have some fun. And, yeah you know, maybe raise some, and the whole, re- my whole, my whole purpose for doing it. And this, I, I, I don't know if this sounds bad, uh, was I'm a competitive person. I don't think you do something like that if you're not a competitive person. And why, I, why I initially wanted to do it is I, you know, I do the MS bike tour every year and you do your fundraising for your team. And then I'd see people raise like 5,000, 7,000, $10,000. And, th- and it, it bothered me that my best year I'd raised two grand. So I thought, okay, maybe if I run it, that'll be enough, you know, to uh, get people to get me up. I just wanted to raise $5,000. Um, and what came out of that was, and I don't mean that to sound uh, bad, but I mean, really, that was the motivation. I just, um, and, I, and, and I always kind of think if you, if you can do something, you probably should. I mean, it's just a simple kind of rule of thumb. Um, if you can do something for, to help people out, then why not? Uh, and as I was telling you when we were running, that the, the, there was all these side effects that have, of what of what happened that I never envisioned. I never pictured being on TV, on the radio. Um, 
But the coolest thing about it was the interaction with other people with MS and them coming to me and saying, hey, that was really inspiring. I saw your story. It motivated me to, you know, to try running. Uh, and the great thing is that, that this year's run, um, there's already three people with MS that have said that they're going to run. Um, and hopefully more. I mean, hopefully more. So um, now Chris has volunteered to through his business, but to, to help me train for this next one. Uh, which, <laughs> which, you know, I give myself a lot of credit. I trained myself knowing nothing and I, and I, and I ran that far. So, but I know I made a lot of mistakes. Uh, my fuel plan was wrong that day. We talked about that today. My, there's a lot of different things I could have done to make it better. Uh, I know I need to be lighter next year. Um, but so anyway, Chris has volunteered through his business to sort of, uh, to take me on, take me under his wing and, and help me, um, help me finish and help me, you know, get better. And which is awesome. It's amazing. But can you speak to not necessarily training me, um, but just if somebody listening to this with MS is, you know, is thinking, you know, I would like to start exercising, but I'd like to talk to a professional to help me train. Um, Cause again, I noticed that on your website today, uh, you know, you mentioned being inclusive uh, and, and, and not everybody with MS is like me, you know, and it's been pointed out to me. Uh, they can't necessarily push themselves the way that I do. Um, but if they came, if they wanted to come to Blitz and, and, and talk to you and, and get some consultation and, and potentially some personal training, what would your approach be? Like, how do you approach a, per, a person that has different, uh, is differently able, I guess would be the best way to put it. I, I think in our perspective, it's the knowledge and understanding that each person's unique, right? Uh, non-descriptive what they have in terms of illness um, every person moves differently. Every person has different motivators as to why they want to get healthy or the, why they want to feel less pain or why they want more energy on a day-to-day -day basis, right? Um, so really from our obligation, uh, we need to do our research, right? We need to make sure that we're covering as much of the basic science behind um, exercise and MS or exercise and cancer or exercise anything, right? Um, but then we need to learn to treat the person as a person, right? Like you were saying before, right? It's not about how is your MS interacting with this, this exercise component. It's about how you feel at the end of the day. Um, so really, after that, it's all about progression, right? So learning where the person is from, let's say, the baseline if they're sedentary, um, and then doing small goal settings for them, and then making sure that the exercise isn't sort of this generalized um, generalized theory that you run through, but everything's catered a little bit more specifically towards that individual's and the individual's needs, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then it's about those small steps, much like anyone else um, that's just getting into um, either a sport or getting into um, fitness. Um, it's about those micro steps of like taking it one hour at a time or taking it one week at a time. And then eventually those compound together to seeing like what you're doing right now, this massive change, and then you're running all the time. And then your, your desire is basically go out and exercise more and, and, be able to function better on a daily basis and not just worried about, you know, the MS or, or whatever else. Right. So yeah, that's how we'd kind of approach it. Yeah. You, you know, you mentioned micro steps and, um, and again, Chris knows the theory behind it. I can only, everything I say on my podcast, on my blog, or, uh, if you meet me in person is subjective, right? Cause I'm, I'm, a, I'm one of those people that I'm just a self-taught person. I've taught myself how to build websites. I taught myself how to run, I taught myself how to run with MS. But when people ask me for advice, and, uh, and Chris, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but what I always tell people is if you're planning, you know, it's not about how fast you go. It's not about how far you go. It's about doing it. And so, you know, and I have 
had emails from people with MS that have asked me the question. So if anybody's listening in and, and, and you know, I know there's people out there that won't even send an email because they're too nervous, right? So if you're listening and this is, this is my take on it, try walking to the end of the driveway. And if you can make it to the end of the driveway, do it again tomorrow. Yep. And then once that's comfortable, try going to the end of the block and just walk. And then if you can walk around the block, Try walking around two blocks. And then, because when I started running, you know, after my diagnosis and how running really literally started for me, uh, I was homebound for months because I wasn't allowed, I wasn't wasn't medically allowed to work. So where I was living in St. Albert at the time, I lived right across the street from the river and I would just go walking down the Red Willow Trails and walking gets relatively boring. So I would try and run a little bit and like I would run literally 400 meters and just be winded. And, but then I got it in my head, okay, I want to get up to the point where I can run 5k, which seems funny to me now. Cause 5k now is really, really easy. Maybe not today. It wasn't, <laughs> but, but you I mean, generally speaking, it's pretty easy. Um, but I never would have conceived at that time of running, you know, 5k would have been like a weekly once a week and that would have been good. Right. I would have never conceived of running, you know, 60, 70, 80 clicks in a week or in a day. So, you know, those micro steps are important. Um, now, the, the, what, I wanted, what I wanted to ask you, and it's is going back to the, the, that day with the run, um, the, the amazing thing for me with that is that, uh, like you were saying, we met for about an hour and a half before at my, at my, when my mom had that thing in her house. And then we met the, the morning of. I ran with you guys for two hours. I saw you a little bit at the end. We've had some interaction and stuff over Twitter since and a little bit over Facebook and whatever. But that we, our total time spent together is probably less than six hours, yeah. right? Maybe more, maybe more than that. Um, but it's incredible to me that with an experience like that, the bond you get with somebody. Because walking in here today, seeing you for the first time in a few months, several months actually, um, it's like seeing an old friend, yeah. right? And I don't know if, it's, if, if you got that sense, but it's just like you go through this, uh, I guess it's kind of like going, I, I, I don't want to belittle that. I want to say going to war with somebody. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts around that? Yeah, it's exactly like that. Um, I, I think in one sense that, that notion of a shared experience that has some type of emotion that's attached to it, whether or not that's like struggling with someone, watching someone struggle, being there as a, a support you know, you know, while, while someone's going through something, um, that definitely adds into this emotional connection that you get. And yeah, of course you get to that point where you have, we have like an unbeatable connection that I can't share with anyone else. Right. And that's same thing as, as Jen, when she ran with you and when we'd finished up, we, we looked at each other and we're like, we got to do something more about this next year. Um, and it's not just because of, you know, the cause. I mean, we can we can put money behind it at any which rate at at any like position that we want to, but it's really more about this that shared interaction that we have, right? So yeah, I, I'd say you know exactly what you said. It, it's exactly like you know meeting up with an old friend, um, and it doesn't you can pick up wherever you want and, and sort of like just chat with you, right? Yeah. So no, you just mentioned Jen, so I want to go and yeah. touch on, uh, and I know you you're quite involved with the November project as well. Um, and one of the things I said to you while we were running today is one of the re- I've been wanting to go, but the reasons why I haven't yet um, is because of 
it's sort of, sort of an insecurity because you know when you do something like that that run you show up to something like that and you, and, you, and you realize if anybody recognizes you or realizes that you know you're the guy who did that you kind of feel like you know you have to be superhuman and when i'm you know i'm not going to lie to anyone i've i've taken some time off a lot of time off over the summer and i'm literally just starting out on the training again so i'm not anywhere near where i was back in may um so but you had said that you found it's a very supportive environment it's very inclusive and there's people of all walks of life there so if you could maybe uh talk about the november project a little yeah. bit just to introduce people maybe to what it is and um so november project in edmonton um started off with andrew ference from the edmonton oilers uh coming in and he wanted to replicate what was going on in boston because that's where he was training before uh and essentially they were training three days a week um so they were going monday wednesday friday for about a half hour uh, mondays being sort of a full body styled workout um, pretty good introduction into the crew. Uh, on Wednesdays, it's a half-hour meeting at the Royal Glenora Stairs. Um, it's essentially as many stairs as you can do <laughs> within the span of a half hour at 6 o'clock in the morning. And then on Fridays, it's out at the Walterdale Hill. So that's a pretty epic hill going up and down. Um, but the coolest thing about it is it, it is really... Yeah, just up and down. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, it is really just kind of a motley crew of people, though, right? So people of all varying types. Um, you have, you know, everyone from someone that's just starting off walking, running. Maybe they're, they're never really going to walk or they're never really going to run. They're just going to walk up and down the, the stairs and hills um, to people that are kind of like the elite athletes that are looking at fast times for their half marathons and full marathons. Um, but there's that entire gamut of people that are in between, right? So um, never has, has, has been in a position of mine. And I have similar fears too, where, you know, you're in, you're in the fitness um, industry. So a lot of times when you're taking on a new stuff, well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, just because we look like we're fast doesn't necessarily mean we're fast. Right. Um, Especially when you're taking on a new sport. So what ended up happening when I first started, it was around February or so. And I thought, Hey, it'd be interesting to like go out to this thing. Jen invited me a couple times. Um, So I ran stairs with her and uh, I got my butt kicked the first time I went and it was nothing but support. It was nothing but like pats on the back, high fives, you know, great work, all that other stuff. Right. So that was kind of the really warm introduction that I had. And every single time I've brought new people there or, um, you know, new people have come in, it's always been high fives, hugs, welcome when are you coming back and stuff. Right. So, um, it's never really been about the goal time or the, the number of stairs that people can do, but more about the support. And, and that's why people show up at six o'clock in the morning at like minus 32, um, just to run stairs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> minus 32 to run stairs. <laughs> it's happened. You know, and, and if, and if Jen ends up listening to this, uh, I won't lie to you. If it's minus 32, the odds of me running stairs, <laughs> it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. You know, if it's if it's you know nice fall day, sure. I, even if it's like minus ten, minus thirty two, no, because yeah. your nostrils will freeze together. Yeah, you know, I, honestly. I haven't ran at minus thirty two, but uh, there, there are crazy few of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, last thing I'm going to ask you is: so you have said that you want to run the full distance next year for the really long run. <laughs> um, I don't even know. I mean, I know why I do it, but I sometimes go, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. So I have to, and, but I know, I mean, it's a very personal thing for me, obviously. Yeah. So the question comes for me to you is why? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, for me, it's, it's not because of a fitness challenge. I think for me, it's, it's looking at the community that you've built um, and looking at the cause that you're running for and looking at how it's affecting the people that I know really well um, and taking a stand for something. 
right? Um, it's the ability to do one thing that's important in your life, you know, for yourself and have people around you that can support that. And I think that's more essential than, than anything that we do. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, hopefully we, we raise a lot of two things, awareness and also finances for, um, for research in MS. Um, and hopefully we get more people out there, um, that want to do something and empower themselves, um, that have MS, um, or anything really at that point in time, someone that can just basically go in there and say like, you know what, I want to do something to better my life. Um, non-descriptive of a disease or an illness or, or anything. Right. Uh, I think that's really the, the true reason why I want to stand behind that. So, okay. Last couple of things. Um, so I'm just going to state it for the record here. Cause it's not now. It's once it gets on the internet, man, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the goal for me for next year is, uh, my goal weight to start, um, we talked about when we were running today is going to be, and, and Chris is going to help me with this. I want to be sub 200. He's explained to me, it doesn't really matter. We have to find where my optimal is going to be. Uh, you know, I, when I started the run last year, it was 215. I would like to be, cause it just makes it easier. You know, I mean, I dropped 30 pounds to run it last year. If I can drop another 20 or 30 this year to get even, it'll make it that much easier. Uh, so I'm putting that on record. Um, and one thing I've asked Chris to do, what he's, he's, you know, because he's going to be training me through his business here, is that uh, don't treat me like uh, people working with MS treat me like anyone else. Um, but obviously, you know, if you're an, if you're an MSer and you're listening to this, uh, and you're looking at potentially, and you and you want to talk to Chris about training, I mean, that's how I'm asking him to treat me, yeah. right? Because uh, that's my thing, um, which would be different for you. Um, so, any closing thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be an adventure <laughs> for the next year or so. Uh, I, I think at, for anyone that's looking at um, getting more active, it's, it is really about doing two things. Um, research on what is the available information that's out there um, and also finding a lot of people that can support you and, and guide you through that, right? So whether or not it's part of this podcast, whether or not it's interacting with yourself, um, asking you questions. I mean, we're always definitely available to answer questions at any point. Um, so for me, it's, you know, drop me an email or tweet or whatever, right? So, yeah. Um, so on Twitter, it's Chris C, so T-S-E underscore. Um, and then on, uh, by email, it's Chris at blitzconditioning.com. Um, but, at any point. I mean, I'm always available to answer questions. Um, and if I don't know, I'll tell you, I don't know. And then I'll probably end up trying to find out either a person that knows about it or, um, getting deep into some like basic science research and really understanding it. Right. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's the fact that you're not alone. Um, there's, there's so many other people that are, are there, um, and just reach out to someone and, and start chatting with them. And that's really how it's going to start rolling forward. Right. So, yeah. Okay, Chris, thanks again for doing this. And once again, if, if anyone's interested in, in uh, reaching out to Chris or finding out more about his business, they can find him at Blitz, Blitz, B-I, sorry, B-L-I-T-Z conditioning.com. Um, their, their location is right near Grant McEwen. Uh, it's probably a, a good... A, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good line drive from Grant McEwen. So, uh, so you can find him there. Um, and once again, Chris, thanks for doing this. And I'll see you on Saturday, May 16th, 2016. Uh, I think you're crazy. I mean, <laughs> I know why people think I'm crazy. I think you're crazy. But thanks again. So that is the uh, really long run to end MS edition of the YEG podcast. Obviously, I'll be updating any listeners out there uh, over the next eight or nine months. But on any updates with, with regards to the run, 
Um, once again, thanks again to, to Chris for not only offering to train me, uh, suffering through a run with me yesterday, but also taking the time to, uh, to uh, sit down and talk with me and, and get some of his thoughts on the, on the podcast. Um, like I said, I am overwhelmed by the support, and I, I really can't say enough, and I'm, and I'm looking forward to another successful run. So anyway, until next time, oh, I should probably tell everyone, if you want to get a hold of me, if you want to be part of the really long run to NMS, you can send me an email at, at Sean, S-E-A-N, at ownmultiplesclerosis.com. That's O-W-N, multiplesclerosis.com. Own multiple sclerosis is one word. You can send me an email there. You can find me on Twitter at ownms.com1. Uh, you can also look up the really long run to end MS on Facebook. Uh, the really long run, the really long run also has a web page on the MS Society website, which can be found at reallylongruntoendms.ca. So you can please, if you if you want to be involved in any in any fashion, uh, reach out and and uh, and get involved. Uh, you know it. it it's a great day, and, and I and I hope we have a, a really good turnout next year, and um, and I and I'm really looking forward to it. So, until the ne- next, <laughs> now I can't even speak. So until the next episode, uh, take care, and we'll talk to you soon.